Hey guys, and welcome back to the With a Bang podcast, where you guys can pop by every Monday and spend a couple minutes with me, your girl, Elsie Bang. Now, as promised, today we are back with another episode, and this episode is going to have some poetry, we're going to have some conversation, but guys, before we get into anything else, can we just give Jesus a big round of applause? (laughs) Give it up for Jesus, y'all, because it is the miracle that I am recording this episode inside my new apartment. My sister and I literally just moved in yesterday on Sunday, and it is all to the glory of God, y'all. Story time to come, but yeah, I just wanted y'all to give it up for him because I am so grateful. I'm so happy, y'all. It wasn't easy to get here, but we're here, and I'm so, so happy. Love the new place. He really did that, and I'll definitely be sharing more with you guys later, but let's get into today's episode. Without further ado, here we go. So as I mentioned briefly in the last episode, some of you may not know this, but I actually um, used to be a slam poet back in high school. Uh, I went to quite a few poetry competitions and um, and actually won a couple myself and even you know took it so far as um, attending a national uh, poetry competition back in Detroit. So that was super fun. Shout out to all my high school girls, Raha, Faiza, and Emmy. If you guys are watching, um, I've been thinking you guys, I've been thinking about you guys for a bit, uh, especially as this episode approached. Um, But if you guys are listening and if anybody from high school is listening, then you probably know this poem. But yeah, I just figured, you know, like, why not share a little bit more of this facet of my life? I just kind of like wanted to show you guys like different, um, different sides of me. There's a little bit more to Elsie than just modeling. And I just wanted to showcase that. And so today I'm going to be sharing a poem that's really near and dear to my heart. The poem um, is entitled My Father. And um, it's kind of like the first poem that I ever wrote that I took to competition. And luckily enough, you know, um, it's also my first winning uh, poem that I've ever written. So yeah, let's just, um, let's just get straight into it. Um, My father. And then we're probably going to have a little bit of discussion about it as well later too. It took me a while, but I was finally able to pull it up. Um, I'm going to be reading it from my phone because it's literally been years, but yeah, my name is Elsie Bang and this poem is entitled, My Father. My father was never a rolling stone. He's a star in my life that has always shown, but my father's job always had him flying. I remember I'd stay up some nights just trying to make some sense of what was going on while I'd wake up some days to find my father was gone. He'd often walk in at midnight. The bags under his eyes grew dark, but by dawn he would take to the skies like a lark, planes. Planes stole my father from me. They would carry him away, leaving me hollow and empty. My father always hid behind a smile, but that could only hide his pain for a while. You see, my father was put under constant duress and his job almost consumed him with stress. Thus slowly his eyes became more tinged with red, proof of the blood, sweat, and tears that he shed. He never complained, but his eyes held such deep sorrow. 
yet also a hint of hope for tomorrow. For although it seemed that the work would kill him, he kept on going for the sake of his children, with a fervent, unequivocal belief that his children's success would provide him relief. Deep down, I knew he had to go, to provide the family with a steady cash flow. But there's no amount of money that I wouldn't pay to have the time that we lost together remade. I'd have small, vague memory flashes that helped to soothe the emotional gashes I felt each time that he walked through that door, each time I could touch my father no more. His hugs, now often a distant memory, as are the sounds of the sweet, yet off-key melodies that once lulled me to sleep. But now those are treasures I could no longer keep, because each time my father boarded a plane, his presence in my life began to wane. I began falling asleep to my own tune. The tune of a broken-hearted girl that hoped to see her dad soon. A tune that sang, Daddy, you told me you'd never let me go. But I guess that only goes to show that sometimes some promises cannot be kept. That sometimes a little girl's expectations might not be met because sometimes for daddy to be your hero, He's got to let you go. So eventually, we became strangers. Our contact now limited to awkward Skype calls and occasional gifts from international malls, but don't get me wrong, there were good times too. Like times when the entire family flew. Times when he'd say that I'd made him proud. Times when we'd all laugh out loud. My father is a great man. And he always does the best that he can he has sacrificed so much for me to open a door of opportunity. And yeah, I know he's not all that bad. I'm just trying to say, I love you, Dad. Wow. It has been so long, like so, so long since I've read that. Um, but yeah, so that poem was entitled My Father, and I wrote it approximately in grade 10. And honestly... Like, some of you might not know this, but, like, I traveled a lot as a kid. Like, my dad um, worked with a lot of, you know, international organizations. He, uh, he currently works for the Food and Agriculture Organization of the UN. And so, to, the, to date, I've lived in seven countries and I've attended nine schools. And my dad did a lot of traveling due to the nature of his work. And it was so funny. Like, I didn't, you know, start thinking about it until kind of, like, later on in my life. Um, but... Like, you know, my friends and I were talking about daddy issues, right? And I usually associate daddy issues with like, you know, you don't know who your dad is or, you know, like you felt like, like you felt like neglected by your dad or like abandoned by your dad. And I wouldn't say that that was my story because my dad always affirmed me. Like my dad, I always knew that my dad loved me no matter what. My dad always told me that he was proud of me. Um, my dad wasn't always able to be around, but when he was, he was there, you know? Um, but when we moved to Canada, which is when I wrote this poem, um, you know, we'd moved to Canada when I was 12 years old and at the time, it didn't make sense for my dad to move with us because he, you know, he had a really good paying job in Africa. Um, and if he'd moved with us, he'd have to start afresh. We wouldn't be sure what our source of income would be. And so the family decision ended up being that my father would stay in Africa and work and we would move to Canada um, and live with my mom uh, while we tried to get Canadian citizenship. 
And those were a tough six years for everybody. Um, those are six years that we like that we didn't get to live with our dad. Um, it was different from you know before when my dad would just be traveling, but like he would kind of like be around. It came to a point where I would only see my dad maybe like twice a year, if I was lucky. And you know this isn't in any way to like chastise him or say, oh my god, I can't believe like this happened because I'm so grateful for it. It was a sacrifice. I mean, as much as we had to spend you know six years without our dad and my mom had to spend six years without her husband. My dad had to spend six years without any sort of family at all. And I remember, you know, when we finally got reunited six years later, that was the first time that we really kind of sat down and talked mental health with my dad. And, you know, I might actually have him on the podcast in one of the episodes to really talk about what that experience was like for him. But like, I just remember there were so many moments, like when I was graduating high school or when I was graduating, you know, middle school, when... Um, or when I was going to prom and stuff like that, when I was just like, oh, like, I really wish, I really wish my dad was here. Or times when, I, you know, like my mom would be stressed with something and I could tell that, you know, she really wanted her, her husband around. And, you know, and I'm sure he had many of those moments too. And, you know, there were many times when, oh my God, lol, sorry guys, it's like 8 a.m. in the morning, so we have an alarm, but um, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, there were many times when I, I knew that she she wished she had her husband there. And, you know, as the first daughter, I kind of like took on responsibility, you know. Um, and you guys already know, if you follow me from Instagram, I kind of have like a little bit of like a masculine side to me, a little bit more of like a masculine persona. Um, and, I, I, and I do think that that has a little bit to do with it because... Um, in a weird way, when I was younger, I felt like I kind of like took it upon myself to kind of take on that role of like, we didn't have an oldest boy, which in, you know, African culture is kind of like a thing. And my dad wasn't around. So I kind of like took it upon myself to kind of, you know, do my best to be quote unquote, the man of the household or to help out in any way that I could me at my small, small, you know, teenage years. Um, and, you know, like looking back on it, like, I think that, you know, there was a part of me that that out of that experience um began to crave just like crave crave one i guess to be more male to kind of like assume that that role better but also another side of me just wanted to to have that male approval in a weird way and and, and it didn't and it didn't occur to me until recently like i was kind of like no like like my dad loves me like I don't feel abandoned or anything like that and I didn't but like not having him around kind of made me crave that like a guy was around right and you know it kind of made me put romantic relationships on like this huge huge pedestal um and say I guess to myself like okay like you know dad can't be here but like my prince charming's out here somewhere right and all the fairy tales say that like as long as you know prince charming's on the scene then you get your happily ever after and as we all know that is not true and relationships are not that simple but I think even until like not that long ago like and maybe even now to into this moment I still had that feeling of like and I still occasionally have that feeling of like um, if I just find my Prince Charming, if I just, you know, get that boyfriend, get that man, get that husband, you know, then, then everything in my life is going to be okay. Um, or, or that hole is finally going to be filled. And it's something that God is definitely working on inside of me. And it's something 
that um, I'm definitely taking a more conscious look at now. Um, it's so crazy. I'm like, this is probably why people go to therapy. Like, <laughs> like there's so many things that you probably don't know that are affecting you that are affecting you. And you're just kind of like ignoring it and not thinking about it. Um, but yeah, like that was kind of, that was kind of where my mind went. And I never even really analyzed like why I was writing that poem during that time. Like I never really thought about it. I never thought it was that deep. Um, and who knows, who knows, who knows how deep it is, but I guess I just wanted to sit here and just kind of like think with you guys and just sit here and just kind of like share those thoughts and I guess work through my own emotions about it because I'm just on this, I'm on this journey, man, this journey to like wholeness. I want to be whole. Um, I want to, I want to be balanced. You know, I feel like my life has been in disarray for a long time. Um, like I've just been very reactionary with it as opposed to proactive. And so, um, people that know me know that like my emotions are like the number one thing that I run away from. Like I may be 21 and some people, you know, sometimes they're like, oh my gosh, you're so mature for your age. But like emotionally, emotionally, I have run away from my emotions for years. And so I find like there is some immaturity there. There's a lot of growth that has to be done there. There's a lot of, you know, sitting down with self and reflection. I hate reflection. Even in school, when they asked me to write reflections, I was like, leave me alone. I don't want to do this. Um, and I'd probably always write something fake that I knew sounded good, but like wasn't really true to like what I was feeling. And so now it's just about sitting down and taking the time to do that work. And I feel like it's kind of like a thing that a lot of people are doing now, sitting down to do the work and, and, and to work through like their inner mind and their inner and their and their inner feelings. Sorry. But if you guys are going through a similar kind of journey, know that you're not alone. I think we're all trying to figure this thing out. I think we're all trying to find our path to wholeness and balance in some way. And um yeah, and this podcast is part of that for me because I don't really like it, it it's just a really safe space. Like I don't know how to explain to you guys. It's just really safe. It's nice. Now I mean, today I'm sitting in a closet, literally uh, talking to you guys and talking to myself at the same time. When are there like, like, when are the other occasions when I get to do this? So thank you. Thank you guys for sitting here and listening to me and letting me work through this with you guys. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess that's it for today. I just wanted to share that poem. I just wanted to share another facet of my life with you guys. I hope you guys enjoy the poem. If there's anything um, that you guys want to hear from the podcast, if there's any questions that you guys have, definitely pop me a DM or, you know, type something in one of like my comment sections on Instagram and I'll definitely get to it. Um, apartment, apartment part two, apartment story part two is definitely going to drop. It's definitely going to drop soon. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I know I did. I think I needed that. And I hope you guys have an amazing start to your week. Y'all take care. Seize the day. Carp DM. And I'll see you guys next week. Love you guys so much. Bye. Mwah.